Welcome back everyone, welcome back to the Lawcast. I am Chris Decentup and that is Melanie Fuller. We are both solicitors here at MJT Law and we are back in the office. We are back in business. Yes, the last yes. two have been virtual. Virtual. On, on teams. Now we're here, sitting on the sofa again, and far, far away from each other. There is. For those who can see. There's actually some stimulation behind us, not just the white, <laughs> the white wall, wall that I have. Well, I try very hard to have. You did. You know, some some background interest. Some sort of stuff going I think, on. I think even my bees fe featured in they one did. of them. They did. All, right. all the pets are just They're all slow. alive and kicking, buzzing. Yes, as I always say, the good thing about teams is you find out just a little bit more about That's the right. people you work with. Just, just a little bit just more. Just a bit more than you'd ever find out. Um, but what's going on? Right, there was a case yesterday. 7th of September, so not yesterday. Case a few days ago. 7th of September, application for unfair dismissal, remedy application for costs oh. really interesting so those who don't know uh, costs in a uh, unfair dismissal or general protection space is near on impossible that the levels are, that you have to go to in order to get costs is high 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 we pretty much our advice is generally you're not going to get it don't expect it yeah this one might be done on an indemnity basis wow but those who are watching or listening and don't know what an indemnity basis is it means the actual costs the lawyers charged mm -hmm. not the court scale or some other type of costs the actual cost which are always so much higher yeah. than a what we call a standard um, scale so yeah so this uh, chap was working at Iron Mountain and he was dismissed yes. it was an interesting case and this is this is the reasons why the application mm -hmm. for um, for uh, costs was was made the decision was made in december 2014 that his dismissal wasn't harsh and just or unreasonable okay so he's lost so he's lost he's lost and there were a bunch of problems with the way the matter was run mm. um it says that he the uh, applicant didn't apply to um, didn't comply with amended directions and wrote to, to the commission things like i'm suffering psychologically i am still at psychologically unfit to write a response proof of my medical conditions are attached if the Fair Work Commission is unable to grant me further extensions, I'd prefer to present in a tele-hearing on the 11th of May. Okay. And okay. Uh, finally, please please note that for a request for pa pa patient approval for psychological treatment has now been received and was verbally confirmed by my case manager and so on and so forth. So a certificate of capacity was attached and he was meant to turn up to this teleconference, mm -hmm. which Which he didn't. did not. Yes. So this was his idea though. It was, it, he, his... he said, I will turn up to mm. a teleconference if we can't get an extension. And then he says, due to my increased medical condition prevailed, I am, I am unable to participate. Oh, yeah. He apparently said this an hour oh, no. before the hearing. So they've, they've, they've prayed. Everyone's there. That people have put Everyone's time ready. aside. The commissioner's read all the material. Mm, Everyone's no. ready. Okay, so yeah. an hour before yeah. he said he can't attend. So that's, they didn't attend. And uh, he says uh, at the hearing, um, Ms. Price appeared on permission for the respondent. I determined that the hearing should still proceed in the absence of the applicant. Ooh, that's a, that's a on the basis that the medical certificates provided by him did not substantiate any incapacity which would explain his failure to provide a response to the application and to participate in the hearing. So, it's a really interesting stuff here. So presumably he's given a general medical certificate, not unfit like, for work type yeah, stuff. Yeah, which not a 
he is unfit to be able to provide a response in his Yeah, mind. this is going really badly for him. Mm. He's he, he feels like this medical condition is severe enough not to attend these hearings, but the commission has made the decision that the information in it didn't didn't provide that 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 backing. Yeah. Really interesting. So they, they made they made a decision and found in favour of the respondent. Now I can't tell you whether or not the commissioner would have found in favour of the applicant, whether the applicant was there, but there is some language about that. So this is the reason why I'm saying it takes. It's a little bit spicy. Because yeah? I suppose everyone out there, this is now getting into a space that the commission doesn't very no, sort of they're really not really talking about trend this stuff. into really so, at all. So the background to the cost application. Now, the, it says here the relevant facts are largely uncontroversial. And look, I need to say also, it says at the end, it says, ultimately, of course, all these matters are not terribly important or relevant as they are not the reasons for the applicant's dismissal. So just talking about a lot mm. of these things. So at the time of his dismissal, he hadn't attended work for 15 months on medical grounds. 15 months. Significant. <laughs> very, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was notified that his appointment was terminated as he had demonstrated no capacity to work in the foreseeable future. Uh, prior to his dismissal, he had raised a number of grievances against Iron Mountain. And uh, in 2019, he was diagnosed with a major depressive order mm. and took a period of sick leave and uh, started discussions about all that. Yeah. Then in October 2019, he filed a general protections application um, in that application, he sought orders to reopen grievances arising out of his employment. Um, the matter proceeded to conciliation but didn't reach a conclusion at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, so we've got a guy who started work, um, then had a bunch of grievances while at mm -hmm. work, and then stopped turning up after a period of time. But in between there, he filed a general protections application. It says, following... Um, who and then he was terminated, and then he filed an unfair dismissal. Following a conciliation conference, Iron Mountain offered to resolve the unfair dismissal proceedings and pay five weeks um, notice and eight weeks severance being $12,000. The offer was rejected. This is all written in the decision. At, and this would have been because it would have been relevant for the uh, costs application. Yeah. At pre-hearing directions. Now, for those of you who don't know, during an unfair dismissal application, you get... A, the first thing that happens is you conciliate in front of a conciliator, essentially the first thing. Yeah. Then there's a whole pile of documents that get um, passed between the parties yeah. um, that were ordered by the commissioner. And then the commissioner holds a mediation of sorts, a conciliation of sorts, right before, about a week before the hearing to see if they can basically stop it. Really bring it last, to the hearing. Yeah, last, last opportunity. Last All right, let's talk about to it. get a third party involved to see if we can resolve these matters. And that's where we're at here. So the pre-hearing directions, Deputy um, President Sams, uh, before Deputy President Sams, Iron Mountain offered to settle the matter for a sum of $15,000, so more than the last one. Mm. Um, he agreed to the offer and a deed of release was provided in similar terms and uh, then he refused to sign. So, okay, so he's got a deal. Uh, he's got the, the deed in front of him, nothing particularly wrong with the deed, he, now he's just, he's had a second, second thought and he wants to, presumably he wants to go ahead with it. <coughs> the matter goes ahead. Yeah. Because we know it goes ahead. 
because he didn't turn up to it. <laughs> so, and it says, uh, to observe the applicant was a very difficult employee to manage is truly an understatement. Wow. He was uncooperative and demanding. He demonstrated little understanding or willingness to comply with day-to-day -day ordinary expectations of his responsibilities and obligations as an employee. Consistent with his contract of employment, he refused to work at certain company sites or with other people who perceived to be unsupportive of his views. Every reasonable workplace instruction he disagreed with um, met with a formal complaint. Can you imagine? Wow. Um, when all of his numerous historic complaints and grievances were investigated and found to be either resolved or having no merit, he simply refused to accept any outcome which he disagreed. In my view, not even the wisdom of King Solomon would have convinced him his grievances were, for the most part, without substance. Wow, that is as clear <laughs> and as disparaging as you get from a case and, and for those of you who are interested um, it, it was handed down um, on the 7th of September and you can read this for yourself it's nine pages long yeah, it's, it's fascinating it's, and then they say like I said at the beginning ultimately all these matters are not terribly important or even relevant as they weren't reasons for the applicants dismissal but you know they went through the costs and made the decision that based on you know all that criteria that we have to mm -hmm. think about um, yeah perhaps it shouldn't have uh, so, so they got the costs? Got the costs and, and it says, oh, like right at the very end, um, it says, uh, the unfair dismissal claim was in my view manifest, manifestly untenable and it ought to have been reasonably apparent to him that his application had no reasonable prospects of success. Wow. In my view, a reasonable person would have determined the application had no reasonable prospects of success as his employment was terminated on the ba basis of long-term incapacity and refusal to work. This is supported by medical evidence. He filed on his own claim that he had no capacity to work. And in addition, um, his doctor's evidence, which there was doctor's evidence which mm. the applicant accepted that even if he was medically fit, he wouldn't return until his past grievances had been resolved to his to satisfaction. His so unless they rolled over and did everything for him, uh, he just wouldn't. Unless they agreed with him. Yeah, whatever whatever his grievance was, remember yeah. he, he, was, he wasn't, because they, they didn't agree with him, he didn't believe it to be true. So yeah. Um, irrespective of his actual understanding or state of mind in bringing the application, the question of whether it should have been reasonably apparent to him that his application had no reasonable prospects must be viewed objectively from a viewpoint that is clear and the, that the application was without prospect. So yeah, he's, uh, they've ordered on an indemnity basis. But there is, um, there is a question as to what those invoices are going to be. Mountain, this is the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Through all of this, they they mounted. Iron Mountain provided three invoices from Susan Price Legal in relation to unfair dismissal claim, totaling eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen. Eighteen. Well, that's not entirely surprising. There's a lot of work done in that. Yeah, but I think eighteen's quite low. I was just about to say. I, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's very cheap. They've done that on. on very cheap. They've done that. I don't know what. I mean, they may they may not have been vast amounts of evidence. 
Um, but yeah, I, but it just says Iron Mountain is directed to provide an item of schedule of costs according to um, Schedule 3.1 within 14 days. I'll finalise for a cost order. Mm. So this might not be the end. This could have been for something, and then they're talking about something else. Mm. But I guess the moral of the story is: a um, Sometimes it can be quite cheap to go to the Fair Work Commission through all the way through to a hearing. For those of you who don't think 18000 is cheap, um, I would definitely start shopping around and figuring out what the actual costs might be. <laughs> I think you won't find too many lawyers. <laughs> who are willing to say it'll be less than twenty grand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also this fascinating concept that your employee could be so obstructive that they have no reasonable prospects for success. You are so... It was so apparent that you... Which just a just a terrible employee. <laughs> really obstructive employee. Really obstructive. Wouldn't agree. Wouldn't do anything. That being fired was abundantly clear. It would have been. It should have been abundantly clear to you. Plus, he hadn't turned up for fifteen months. Don't forget that. Well, I suppose it's it's not too dissimilar to if someone does something, you know, so obviously um, capable of being fired for. You know. Yeah, stealing on video. That yeah. sort of thing. And you knew the video. You, yeah, and you knew it was being video. Are uh, you admit in the video? And this is true because he not only said that he couldn't turn up, but he agreed with mm. the doctor's um, decision that he wouldn't have been able to turn up. Mm. I wonder if this. I, I quite like seeing these types of decisions because we've spoken about this at length, and if you haven't sort of seen our last few podcasts, we've spoken about it. I think, um, which is. Sometimes I feel as though the current regime is a little bit broken. It is a little bit broken, and it, it makes it too easy to get in, but not, but too hard to win. Um, and you I mean th- for the employer or the employee? I think it's actually kind of equally both of their issues because if you're an employer, for example, it's too easy for a ex-employee to bring an application against Try you. Try and, and drag then, you into a very expensive legal claim. Exactly, drag yeah. you into which a process. Which may not have any merit whatsoever. Yeah. And it's, most of them fail. Most of them fail. Um, and although they got their costs back, that is... Unusual, which is why I've Very unusual. Um, so you're dragged into a process which you, you also don't have the benefit of deciding whether to continue or not. You don't really get that ability to to leave if you don't no, want to. No, you have no ability to get out, even if your employee has been exactly like this, completely yeah. obstructive throughout his entire employment. Exactly. Really fascinating stuff. Um, and then on the other hand, um, for the employee, it's great, it's easy to get in. It doesn't take very hard, but it's very difficult to win. It is hard to win, especially if you're on your own when you've got mm. no money. It is a very interesting system. I do find that employees tell me uh, when I speak to them, mm. You know, the odds are stacked against them. The Fair Work Act is not in their favour, it's for the employers. Mm. And I have just as many employer clients say to me, you know what, there is no win here. It is too hard to get rid of a bad employee. It's, it's, I see it as everyone is losing in this situation. It's a very interesting, it's Rather a very than everyone inter- winning, everyone's losing. Well, certainly an unfair dismissal because the, the quantum, the, sorry, quantum is the damages or the money one might receive at the end. It's so low, it makes no sense to it's, file an unfair dismissal to begin with. And they, you sort of think they have to they have to know that. There has to be in their, their thought process when they were drafting these legislations that... Maybe the, no, they didn't know. 
So this was a new Maybe. regime back when it first started. But there's certainly no now. Yes, um, decade later. We've all been talking later, about this for some time now. That, you know, for the most part, for most employees and, you know, for most your average wage, it's not going to be in, it's not going to be worth. So what is it? Is it the, I was right after all, I got those guys. Is it that thing? <sighs> Because that's an abusive process too. It if the only reason why you're starting it is to is to get them, that's also an abusive process. Yeah, and you have every chance of leading yourself into a cost um, issue. But, but we see it, it all the time. We I do mean, see it all the time. You know, people who it's all about the principle. It's a principle thing. But I think. But it's more than a principle thing. I want to get them back. Mm. It has to move past the principle and into revenge. Revenge. And uh, that's where. You, you fall into those those cost jurisdiction traps. Yeah, commissions and, and courts don't particularly prices. like that too much. Um, but it's, it's fascinating language. Solomon himself could not have convinced. Isn't it nice when? <laughs> I mean, before we went out there, we we read Lots. stacks of cases, and the language is pretty similar. I mean, there's different commissions, different judges, and they're all slightly different. Yeah, but it's quite dry. Quite dry. Quite dry. Um, but every now and then they put little gems. There's, there's quite a fun little case there. Just a little little statement which is completely different to what they usually write. You know, something a lot more colloquial, a lot more yeah, kind just, of conversational. Yeah, just, just kind of fun. Do you remember um, the Da Vinci Code? For those of you who don't know, uh, the Da Vinci Code was written. Mm. I can't remember, Dan, someone wrote it. Apologies, Da Vinci Code writer. And there was a dispute over whether it was unique material or not mm. and it went to court and the judge who decided on whether it was a unique piece of literature or not put in it Da Vinci Code code. Really? <laughs> yes, he did. Really? It's in the coding which, for which the book is all about? Yes. Uh, some of the decision is in, is it, in code? Well, it wasn't in code. You could, you could read it and see the code. And you could, it's because it was in, in some sort of crypto code. Mm. Yeah, it was <laughs> just interesting. Just really fun. I mean, I don't know how much extra time he spent doing that, but that would have been actually quite a lot of fun. I it would have been a lot of fun. Um, Hopefully he wasn't charging someone for that privilege, but, you know, he's no. doing it in his spare time. But, you know, if you apparently, I, I haven't actually read the decision myself, mm. but it, it was it was well publicised that it was there was a code within the, the decision, which was quite fun, I think. But every now and then you, you read cases which are just crazy. Mm. Um, I was talking to someone recently and he was talking to another person, another lawyer, and he was telling me, apparently it's far more often than you would realise how often judges need to deal with people saying that they are, what is a sovereign citizen? Have you heard this term? I have not. Sovereign citizen. Sovereign citizen. It is an idea which is that you as a person have complete and utter sovereignty um, and put simply mm. you didn't agree to the laws so you're a state and within yourself yes like a sovereign nation is yes. its own has its own set of spot on so the so each uh, individual is a sovereign a sovereign citizen is someone who says that they are not bound by the laws for which they don't they didn't agree with 
Right. None of us no, technically none of us. agree with... No, we're not born we don't with, sign a, something with, with a pen in our hands and agree to all the laws of no, the land. No. And shockingly, judges have to deal with this uh, idea far more often than you think. I am not listening to this court because it has no jurisdiction, jurisdiction over, over me. me. Um, How does that play out? Uh, well, they lose. <laughs> uh, for everyone out there, that is... Not it's an interesting idea as far as uh, like ethics and values and stuff is concerned, but uh, it has absolutely no basis. It's, it's got no basis, from what I understand, under any of our laws or anything. So, um, just, just drawing on that theme, because the, the sovereign person sounds very similar for those out there who are going to send me 6,000 emails, it sounds very much like a flat earth concept. It's right up there with some conspiracy And, and the, the chemtrails yeah. and, and all that sort of bizzo. But what about the actual sovereign nations? Because there is a there is a Lonely Planet guide to yeah. micro-nations. Yeah. And they are micro-nations within a country and it might be the size of a 600 square metre house. So yeah. what about those though? I mean, I always wonder about them because how do they get facilities? How do they get phones put in? How do they get sewage? Well, stuff like that because presumably they're they renting it? Do it themselves. I mean, I don't think these are necessarily in Brisbane CBD. No. Um, but we know oh. about the one in Western, the famous ones in Western Australia. Is it? Which recently, I believe he died. Right. Um, there is a farm in I apologize, I don't, I don't remember the yeah, name this of the is place, the, but the you facts are hazy. Up, uh, you know, Western Australian sovereign nation. And for about 50, 60 years, it passed on from generation. This family who owned, I believe, a sheep farm. Right. Fair, fair plot of land. Um, declared themselves a their sovereign own nation. country. Apparently they had their own uh, constitution, their own currency. Well, you need it all. Um, so Everything, and they allowed passports. So, like, you could... Um, enter their country right. to visit, you know, pursuant to their approval and, you know, get yeah, okay, a, a okay, visa okay. or some description. There's no visa waiver program then with, with the sovereign nation. <laughs> um, and, uh, how, how do they interact? Let's say, let's say a villain hops the fence mm. and declares themselves in a non-extradition treaty zone. I mean, what happens in that situation? Well, I mean, we do you know, think the police are just going to walk through it and just go, dudes, I want it back? I wonder how much they wanted to press the issue because we know it wasn't lawful. I mean, what about cell phone towers? It wasn't lawful. Um, <laughs> like, I know they saw themselves in that, but for more intensive purposes, they're not a sovereign nation and there are a believe well, a whole... This is the whole polar thing. I've got a lot of questions about that because there's going to be power going into their, into yeah. their country. There's going to be <laughs> yeah. cell phone... Coverage. There'll be cell phone coverage coming from one country. There'll be water flowing from one country to another. Yeah. I, just, I just wonder how that all works in, 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 in a real way. I suspect... I mean, we know Monaco gets away with it, but really, what about everyone else? I suspect Western Australia decided to take a very um, hands-off approach. Because <laughs> you're right, they could have just... Well, if you want to be your own country... Yeah, we're going to cut you off. But you're also providing legitimacy to something that is other, otherwise completely ludicrous. <laughs> um, but one of the... I suppose I'll give you a chance to guess. Why do you think he... Um, 
came up with this nation. For why did he do it? It wasn't for principal reasons. He didn't want to pay taxes. Yep. Ah! Spot on. <laughs> uh, spot on. Uh, he apparently owed a heap of land taxes for the farm. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, no altruistic reason. <laughs> yes, it was not at all because of his ideas about sovereignty <laughs> and whether he he perceived his land to be different to Australia. It was the taxes. He owed a, he owed a lot of money, and um, wow. So the ATO wasn't an issue then, I guess. What about you know income? I think it was all. I think. Once you start going down the road yeah, okay, of going okay. down, believing you're a sovereign nation, you, yeah. it's a you're little probably bit like, breaching everything, right? It's like all the questions you would want to ask a flat earther. You know, yeah. where, does, where does it Where does it all end? Where does it start? What about this? What about that? You just, you, you just, you, there's, there's a, that's a well that has no bottom. Yep. And so does the sovereignty <laughs> issue, because if you are saying you're not bound by laws, and you presumably you don't follow the laws you don't say you're bound to. Yes, how would you get a driver's license? I think they had their own. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just I'm going down a I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, it, um, okay. so sovereign person, I, I they you have are, no jurisdiction over me. You know, Your Honour, uh, you don't actually have jurisdiction over me. Um, and we the people, we are not it, the people. Yes. Um, it's like a similar. There is a case which talks about so, and I think he wanted to be called um, like Megatron or something, <laughs> rather than um, John. The suspect or something like that, or, or the alleged, because he said that. And you, because they have negative connotations. Yep, negative connotations. And uh, the judge, there's a transcript, and That's brilliant. Um, the judge, the person says, oh, "I want to be called a Megatron," and the judge says, "I'm not calling you that." Um, and it kind of goes back and forth, and I believe they let it rest for a little bit, and then it came back up like sort of later in the cross-examination and the person saying don't call me the, you know the alleged um i want to be called this and the judge said i'm not calling you that <laughs> and it just went back and forward just never, never ending and the transcript is actually quite interesting to read there is another case a high court case where there's a where some guy's trying to divide by zero to prove a point it's, a, it's from years ago, but it is a fascinating... So I guess it comes up more than you think. It's it's just <laughs> silly, silly stuff. So what have you got? Well, we have a new court. We do! I mean, it happened... It appeared to me to be a little bit out Sneaky. of the blue. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it? I was just kind of scrolling on Facebook, do, I think, do. or LinkedIn, and I sort of thought, hang on, this... Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, we, we have a new court. Yeah, um, ladies so, and gentlemen, Australia has a new court. Yeah, it's just, just a little bit of news. Uh, so we used to have the Federal Circuit Court, uh, the Family Court, and Federal Court. Right, okay. It. We now have the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia. That's right. All very similar wording. It's a very nice language and very nice long name. Very nice. So from what I can gather, they are... Smushing. They're something. smushing the family. It's a little bit like QCAT, where they took like 120 tribunals <laughs> and commissions and just stuffed them into Small one. We'll do one. Yeah. Uh, so now the Federal Circuit Court, which was already doing family court matters, yeah, it's now. But it also did general federal law um, stuff. Yeah. And employment people, which and is employment. why we're talking about it today. Um, uh, they've now mixed them together. So there is now this court, the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia. Uh, and the federal court. 
This also means we have a whole new set of rules. We, yeah. used, to have, we used to have the federal circuit court rules and then we have the family court rules, yes. right? So now they've got the federal circuit and family court of Australia. <laughs> We're going to have to apologise that we have to refer to. And then in brackets, family court division, yeah. division rules. Mm. And then we've got in brackets, general division rules. So we actually have two sets of rules. Mm. So really what's changed? We have no idea yet. It, Not really. There isn't. There is some uncertainty, but... The real change, I think, is in the operations. I mm. think it's in the way the court runs, mm. rather than the who rules. Who does what? Like the tribunals. Um, We've got people who used to do nurses' tribunal stuff now dealing with neighbourhood, you know, mm. neighbourhood fencing disputes. Yeah. So, do they know anything about that? Probably not. Do they have to make a decision? Yes, they do. It's, a, it's an interesting space. From what I and I did a bit of reading, um, especially in the family law sector. Uh, it's also to stop court shopping because in the fa family yeah. court you could probably get close it was a bit quicker there was a bit more resources there it wasn't as full so if you went through that way you could um sort of get a cleaner space okay because yeah. as we knew before and, and for everyone out there federal circuit court i think would be one of the busy one of the busiest, busiest courts, courts guys um and um Probably because of the fact that family law was in it and it does make but, it significant. But did smushing it relieve that problem? Well, it remains to be seen. <laughs> um, I, the idea is that they will now mix the resources of the family court to try and... Because there was redundancies there. Yeah, can okay. Now be transferred across. But, um, like, I mean, for example, mm -hmm. some of their targets are quite, and I think, ambitious. Okay. Uh, they have an aim of resolving up to 90% of cases within 12 months, which is very fast, I think. For those of you who don't know, a family law matter might last two to three years. I think it's up at this point... It's probably um, a bit longer. For uh, employment matters, probably similar. Yeah, employment matters, you're, you're, if, you, if you can resolve your matter in 18 months, you're doing extremely well. Yeah. Uh, two years is probably a really good yardstick. It might take slightly longer. Yeah. Um, and they now, though, it, it's very much a family court, though. Mm. So there is 77 judges. And 55 of them are family law specialist judges. And then I under, my understanding is the remaining will still do um, family law, but they will also do... So, um, federal law. So it's a little like bit that. like that song, what about me? It isn't fair. I think it is. I think <laughs> we're getting pushed out. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, I want my share. <laughs> and it's, it's a very interesting space because from what I can tell, family law is a very different arena to the other general mm. federal law. And it seems really strange to me that we are Good. in the same court. Yeah, look, maybe maybe the answer is, as practitioners, we encourage our clients to resolve their matters before they go to court. Not that we don't already try mm. to do that in, in no uncertain terms, but maybe it will also encourage normal people, everyday people who start these matters to look to resolve. Mm. Because how many times do we tell somebody, oh, look, if you start today, you might get a result in, you know, this time next year, if you're lucky, maybe the year after, and they go, "What?" Yeah, they're all always shocked. <laughs> what? And it's all always that this. None of this will be shocking to you because 
it's it's just the game yeah. that is. But it had me thinking, and, and I want I want you to look through the the, the crystal ball. Uh, crystal ball, guys! I love that. Um, picture a world where we have excellently resourced um, courts, and it's not twelve months; it's three months. <laughs> You right. couldn't get it done in three months, but anyway, here's crystal ball, guys. Very fast, like yes. it is just super, super fast. Wow. Yeah. What do, what effect do you think that that has to the way disputes are resolved? I think people will be more willing to take it through to the end. I think the best. I, I agree. Um, because if you only have to wait three months to get a resolution, not? and you're absolutely certain that you are going to win, and Litigation is not risky, and being the not not being the decision maker doesn't mean it's not going to go your way. All those ridiculous things that people think. Um, yeah, I think I think the quicker it is, the easier it is for people to think they're going to win. Yeah, um, and they don't have time to change their views. They don't have time to change their views, and they don't have time to really assess the evidence, really mm. stop and get into it, and really mm. think about it. And yeah, and and negotiate. There's no time to negotiate. The only people that would win from that is lawyers. Well, I'm certainly happy about all this. Because it goes would, really quick. You would, one, you know, you get to see a resolution nice and quickly, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and everyone would be fighting. Uh, all the time. Every Everyone would be fighting all the time. Um, because I also think not only does it mean that people who could have resolved their matter choose to take it all the way. Yeah. Um, because they're going to win, obviously. Because, of course, everyone thinks they're going to win. Yeah. Um, but the people who weren't going to even make a dispute, they weren't even going to enter the, the door in the first place, now also going to start. Because why the hell not? It'd be over in three months. be over in three months. Yeah, what's three months? And I'm kind of glad you kind of agree with me because I wonder if the stress and strain of court is in of itself, although it appears to be undesirable, I don't think anyone likes it lawyers and clients no. um, together but i think it might be actually fundamental to our system maybe we've got this other problem with a long and lengthy system was people get fatigued and just give up mm. and that's not right either i mean uh, i am not professing to be any type of family law expert mm. but the matters that i've had some understanding of you know, it might be the mum's got the kid and it's the dad fight, 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 mm. fight, fight. And in the end, after two, after three years, I've got absolutely fatigued and said, look, I can't do this anymore. Psychologically, I just mm. can't push anymore. So, you know, that's too long. But maybe this is too short. Maybe the time wants where's to our, Where's our Goldilocks moment? Because mm. I think you're right. Parties need a chance to learn how to resolve the issue. Mm. Because we do know that a decision from a judge or a commissioner doesn't actually settle either party's minds. No. We know that conciliated decisions make people happier. Yeah. Even if they're unhappy, they are happier than they would be if a decision was handed down. Because with any decision... It's taken out of your hands. It's taken out of your hands and generally, at best, one person wins, one person loses. But quite often we see both lose both lose. Even Both if you, you, you might get your unfair dismissal, but your payment will be so nominal that mm. it wouldn't didn't make it any sense to live in that sort of no. environment for that long. So, 
I think there's a Goldilocks moment. Mm. I think it's too short. We've got little bear going, ooh, it's too, it's too cold. And the two mm. years, too much? Too too, it's just fatiguing. And, mm. it's, and it, it's inevitably more expensive. Yeah. I think the parties need a chance to, to learn how to resolve. Mm. Really, they do. They need to learn how to, how to find their happy place in amongst all this and get a solution. So, put your, your Attorney General shoes on. And uh, again, crystal ball, like you've got all the money in the world, mm. which we know they don't, but no. yeah. Um, are you saying, well, despite the fact we can do it in three months, I don't want it to be done in three months? Well, I think we need to look at the process. Mm. For a start, we know there's an application and then there's a response. You need to provide the respondent time to put the response together. And that's a month, and I think that's fine. Mm. And then we have um, you know, the period of disclosure and affidavits. And it takes two weeks to draft an mm. affidavit. And it takes two weeks to draft an affidavit in response to that. Yeah. And it takes another two weeks to draft an affidavit in reply. So, and now we've got mediation. And the parties have to look at all this material and really digest it and then turn up to mediation and have all of that happening and now think about what's going on. Mm. Um, and what are we talking about now? We've got eight, we've got four weeks and then we've got two, four, six. So we're, we're at mediation almost at month three mm. already. So what I would say is if I had all the money in the world, I'd look at the process, say how long it takes to get something done court manager, because you've got money, right? You can mm. bring them into court and case manage that. Yeah, we've, there's also some mentions in there, because yeah. we've got money. Yep, case manage. What we mean by case manage is have a judge tell us what dates in the process is going to be. On this date you're doing this, on this date you're doing that, on this date you're doing this. After this date, everyone's coming back, we're going to see how everyone's going. Yeah. It's expensive, but it works. So I would case manage it and figure out how long that case management takes and then say, that's a reasonable time. But it's not three months. Mm. But, but even then, solicitors that need to stop and look at this, and we're not. This is not the only thing we're doing. Mm. But even then, you know, even if we reduce it to the, the minimum you possibly can, which mm. is probably four or five months. I'd say six, but yeah, um, I like six. Are you still taking into account? Do you almost in the guidelines allow for time because time we know will likely lead to. Resolution. Resolution. I don't know, but don't... You know, almost like a... Don't people need a breath as well? If they're running, running, mm. running, running, running for six months... They're not thinking about resolving. I mean, they how are they going to get to a hearing and go, best foot forward? You know, mm. where's the holiday in this? If you were working, mm. you know, 80-hour weeks for six months, you're going to be really fatigued. So I don't know. There's no good answer here, though. It probably isn't. I mean, we're talking fantasy land yes. here because... As I mentioned, I think the one-year goal is ambitious. Um, I'm, I'd be really happy to see it yeah. resolve and be better because... Family um, matters are than one year. It's amazing. All matters, including... Um, all those entrenched views. Okay. Um, but, I mean, even as lawyers, we, we'd like to see it, you know, improve a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, we're, we're, you know, we're cognizant for the... the we would have struggles that are going on. We would have happier clients if mm. they knew their matters would be resolved quicker than what we tell them. Yeah. 
yeah. we would actually have happier clients. And it is sometimes frustrating to to see someone who might have you know a fairly decent claim and fit, feels fairly you know, hard done by, and they just can't go through. You know, we, we tell them do the next thing. We can't. You know, we tell them that it, it might be two years. Yeah. You know, it's a good as you said, a good thumb suck, and you know, a lot of people aren't. You know, irrespective of whether they have a good claim or not just can't do that no because they're looking into their future going i might have four children by then are you kidding yeah it's it's a long contract <laughs> it's a long contract you know, it's hard to get an employment for, for two years <laughs> yeah it's uh it is very difficult well people it's been a very legal broadcast yeah, today August. very legal broadcast today um i guess in two weeks time we come back yeah see how the federal federal circuit i hope by then i know it off by heart, I don't need to read from That's it. Right, federal the circuit. Federal Circuit and Family, Family Court, Court of Australia. Of Australia goes. And yeah. uh, maybe there'll be another rather theatrical case. Spicy case. Yeah, very interesting, people. I hope you enjoyed today's. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about the cases or you want to find out a little bit more about what they are, give us, send us something and we'll send you the citations. Yeah, you can read perfect. it for yourself. See ya. Thanks for watching.